I will say when I was younger and I lived in a world where the expectation is that you talk about one topic or you think about one topic in a very linear way and you completely figure that topic out and you go by these social norms in in this particular formal fashion, my brain never worked that way. Welcome back to Clarity Cafe. This is our safe space to take a little break from life, get a little perspective, and then when we're ready, go back out there and try some new tools. I'm Callie, and I am here with my Clarity sister, Barb. And uh, today we've got a really fun topic. We are going to talk about how to communicate with someone with ADHD. And I will play the role of the ADHD person since I am. (laughs) You're a natural. Hand raised. (laughs) And guess what? I do not speak for everyone with ADHD. So just to be very clear, this is not about everybody with ADHD. Maybe it's just about how to communicate with Callie. We have a lot of different communication styles and there's a lot of different types of ways that our brains work. And not all of us have a diagnosis. And, you know, sometimes we may find ourselves communicating with someone whose brain works very differently. And we thought today would be a good time to talk about what that might be like. So I'm going to turn this over to Barb, who has been amazingly patient in learning about how to communicate with someone like me whose brain is going six lane highway, right? I've got like a six lane highway in my head. I've got all six thoughts in trains of thought. They may be going in different directions, <laughs> same line. Um, and Barb's been wonderful at being present as I skip lanes and come back and forth as my brain is processing one piece of information. I'll communicate it as far as I can go. Then I will flip to another conversation or another thought while my brain works the rest of that problem out. So Barbara, let's talk about what that's like to talk to someone who has a different way that their brain works. I find it like super fun to be around people whose brains work differently from mine because the brain is so complex and so interesting and so fun. One of the things I noted as you were talking, Callie, is that I think the way these sort of ADHD patterns of thinking, and because of course it's a spectrum, but I think it's getting more common rather than less common because of the nature of how we uh, interact with technology, right? And that the sort of quick, quick move from one thing to another, you know, it's very different to hyperlink from, you know, one piece of information to another piece of information in a very different context versus reading things in a serial fashion, you know, in a textbook or in a novel. I've sort of watched that over the years as someone who kind of writes and also and edits and watches writing and watching it watches edits and learning and how people learn. So I think that all these experiences with people with ADHD or some level of that six lane highway with lots of divergence is a very valuable because there's a lot of that out there and we're and we're all sort of constantly task switching and having that expectation that we can do that. I'm have always loved people who are smart as well and you know funny and all those things apply to you, Callie. And so, you know, I I love following all the tangents and then trying to kind of bring them back together because I know we're going to bring them back together. But one of the things that that I feel empowered to do in conversations with you 
is ask questions <laughs> and and say, oh yeah, well, I think we just switched a topic there, and and I love that topic, but I have a question about this topic over here, and so for me, it's important for me to have a little bit of be able to build enough of a mental model on every topic that I have a structure to come back to in that conversation. And and also not to say, hey, I think you just switched topics on me. I, I really want to finish this one because that's sort of the way my brain works is more, you know, start something, finish it, start something, finish it. And I have a lot of parallel things going on because nothing ever finishes, of course. <laughs> but it's a little more staged, right? A little more like everybody has a different, all each topic has a different starting point. So, you know, uh, part of this is is being able to circle back around and realize this is all just, we're on a path and we're walking a circle, then we're walking another circle and then all circles will lead back to that circle and kind of knowing that, that that's okay and that's a natural way to be and actually a richer experience because if you can... If we if at if at the end of a conversation you've actually tied those things together, it's like the end of a novel with a lot of complex, you know, those great novels or movies where there's a a plot line here and then it jumps to another plot line and you and you see no relationship to them and then it drops to another one and then another one and then by the end they all come together in a resolution or in a question and life's kind of like that, right? We have one thing and another and it's just sort of more how we approach processing those. And I've noticed that people, you know, with ADHD can be highly functional, extremely smart. And I experienced this in tech too. A lot of the people that I worked with were really great developers and architects and strategic thinkers tend to have those characteristics. And it was important just to be able to kind of be along for the ride and stay grounded in what you know and try to bring that information into the context that you can understand it and just look at it as a fun and a game. It's been amazing over the last 20 plus years, the whole concept around, well, it was ADD before and then it was turned to ADHD. And I would say I didn't have a diagnosis till I was much later in life, like yesterday, <laughs> not really yesterday, but really recent, not even in the last, you know, couple, it's been, it's been a little bit, a few years, but, uh, it, I will say when I was younger and I lived in a world where the expectation is that you talk about one topic or you think about one topic in a very linear way and you completely figure that topic out and you go by these social norms of politeness in a conversation and then you move to the next topic when appropriate and done in 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 this particular formal fashion um my brain never worked that way so i was left with a couple of things and and when i was much younger before i had a better developed sense of self i just saw people get a little lost in the fact that I would switch topics or that I would think super fast and make leaps in my thoughts and in my vision. I didn't need to talk about A to B to C to D to E to F to G. I would be like, oh, there's A, there's D, there's G. And then when I would look across, sometimes people would get lost and I would be like, okay, I lost them somewhere and I need to go back and explain that. Or sometimes I would just get the sense that they thought that I was kind of an airhead because I seemed to flip all over the place or, or 
talk super fast or talk a lot. And when I was younger that I was just like, oh, okay, they're, I could super empathic. So I was like, oh, they're, their read on me or their perspective of me is that I'm an airhead. I guess I must be an airhead. So moving on, um, it was kind of painful, but then as I've gotten older and really realized that my brain works in a different way than a lot of people, although (laughs) there's a lot of us out there, so it's less and less. And I tend to surround myself with people who are super ADHD because I love those types of conversations. Um, I find that I just need to let people know that my brain works differently and that the social norms of how we used to communicate 20 years ago are not the rules I'm playing by. And it doesn't mean that I love you any less or I respect you any less or anything. I can't apologize for how my brain works. It's just how my brain works. And I'm still figuring that out, you know? Yeah. And I think we all are. I mean, you know, you listen on our conversations and I know I go from topic to topic and I usually think it's super logical. And, and by the time I get to the end of it, it's all come back together. And, but I, and I tend to want to at my, I'm, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I tend to always want to fill in all the details because I want to make sure that, that the listener or that you are feeling the tapestry and the richness of what I'm telling you. And if the more of that I give you, the more meaningful it'll be for you. So so two different ways of talking a lot, right, are, is that I'm creating a painting and I want to tell you all of the colors and all of the details in the painting so that you could experience it the same way that I am. <laughs> and, and kind of have, that's challenging for me to give that up and just be like, I don't think this person wants to hear three minutes of this topic. They really only want to know the answer, which is 10 seconds. Far, what I love about that too is there, there's the other piece for my particular experience. And again, I am not talking for everybody with ADHD. I'm not talking for anybody but my own brain. I will say that I'm also incredibly intuitive. So if you describe something, I see it immediately and I'm there. And very quickly I get there. And that's not something that's easy to articulate or share. Like, oh, I I fully get that. Like, I f- I'm there in that moment or that scene or whatever you're explaining. Exactly. You you always do, and you feel that, and that's been a real good learning for me with you. Yeah, like I see it. I see it fully and holistically. You know, even more than words words can say. And sometimes I know Barb. I've been like, oh yeah, and then this and this and this, and you're like. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't yeah. there, but yes. How'd you know that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Well, the other day I was uh, texting with a very dear friend about, you know, some personal issues. And I, and I, at the end of it, I, I remembered uh, an early childhood example of my own. And I, and I, it was such a good picture. It was the picture actually of, of being a young child and, laying in bed and holding onto my mother's hand and not wanting her to leave. Um, just like, can you stay here all night? This was about attachment to your parents and, you know, kind of becoming an adult and, and you know, the complexity of that as you are now an adult and you're dealing with an adult parent and then those roles can shift. And that picture was so powerful for her that all I had to do was tell that very briefly and she understood all of the context of it and felt the richness of it and the meaning meaning of it. And I realized, oh, oftentimes I'll just, all you need is a little picture 
And and with you, Callie, that's what I've really learned to develop that. All I need to give you is a little picture and then you can understand the whole thing. And that's so awesome. And so that is like a different way that I know your brain can work. And now that we have that level of trust, I know I can communicate that way. And it seems to work with other people too. So, you know, even if we're, you know, uh, talking about five or six different topics, the things you remember are these pictures and memories that you can see in total because you have, well, you have a gift and and you and I have a communication where you actually can really see it. Um, and with many people, it's just a feeling uh, and something that's that's evocative of a, an experience. And uh, it's so much easier to do that than communicate. Here's the 10 things I really want to say about this topic. And I want you to follow them all so that you can understand it. I can just tell you a short picture that has an emotional content, but also a meaning, a deep meaning about how relationships in your family evolve. It can have a bigger impact, actually. Yeah, I think it's time to call out the intuitive or clairvoyant ADHD brain. So, hundred <laughs> percent, exactly. I think we have arrived. We have arrived at that moment, and I realize, like, I do that more and more now. So, I don't know if that's a learned thing or that it's I've just that was mm. a part of my brain that was kind of suppressed by logic. <laughs> I have an answer for that, Barb. <laughs> do tell. Because I teach intuition and have done for so long and clairvoyance and the ability to use all of our different intuitive skills, I tend to surround myself with people who are very intuitive. And Barb, you are incredibly intuitive. And what happens is when people are willing to give up a traditional or a different, you know, an expected way of communicating, we can often find that we learn new ways of communicating. And so you've really evolved over our friendship, Barb, because as I show you how I can, you know, see a see a moment, see an event, ex, you know, experience that event, even though I wasn't there, you've also started to do that more and more and more. And you, so you very quickly can see, you know, an undercurrent or a theme or a thread in a conversation or in an event that's being described. And you're like, oh, boom, got it. And I've watched you do that more and more and more quickly. And in a way, I'm a catalyst for that. <laughs> Infinite gratitude for that, because that's added a super lot of richness. And, uh, uh, you know, and I find, I do find myself doing it more and more and, and just more and more with people. Like talk about something theoretical and just be like, oh, hey, and this thing and the little picture. And then you see the light come on. Yeah. yeah. And it's very validating when you can really see something that someone went through or, you know, really kind of grasp that. And people really feel heard. That's right. Yeah. They feel really heard, really validated, really seen. And those are some of the greatest gifts that we can give to each other on this planet. So I guess my only other call out here in this conversation is to the ADHD brain that's out there. For those of you who are listening and maybe you might be hearing this conversation and feeling like, oh, maybe I just think differently. I didn't know. Or, oh, hey, I noticed that I am also super intuitive. I just want to acknowledge that and say a couple of things. Develop that intuition, whether it's with us and our partnership with a little bit of chill and through those courses or reading books, like all of the above. Go ahead and develop that skill 
but also understand that there's a difference between a thought and your intuition. So I may hear a set of circumstances and have thoughts about what that is. Or I can listen to someone with more than just my analytical part of my brain, and I can start to sense through different parts of intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, whatever it is, and go, oh, I kind of really get what they went through. And it is a skill to learn the difference between those two things. And so have fun with it. Enjoy it. Take it lightly. But don't believe everything you think and don't think that everything you think is your intuitive hit or read. Those are two very different experiences. And maybe you can spend some time starting to play with as you go through your week, figuring out which is which and start to figure out what does your intuition, how does your intuition talk to you? And this is a whole other podcast. Barb, every time we get into a podcast, we get another podcast or two. I don't know what to do here. (laughs) We can't stop. (laughs) No, and I noticed that a lot. I've done that recently, you know, maybe in the last couple of years, I've just noticed that more and more, I actually want to see what my intuition is going to tell me before I go read a lot about something, right? Just like, oh, that topic or that cue and, uh, and again, it is a skill where you'll be like, oh, that was no, that because if, if you have a feeling before, you know, much, you're less likely to be projecting a bunch of facts and a bunch of your own experience onto it. Just like a flash, you know, how you kind of feel things and know things and, and, you know, doing work with Qigong, um, was really helpful for me in that way. Right. And the other thing I want to say about that is that everyone experiences intuition differently, right? Some people get very upset if they don't see auras, right? Well, some people don't see auras. Some people just feel things or know things. And so finding what what is your milieu, what's your medium, and maybe all of those, but it may only be one or two, and they're still valid, you know, and it's something to cultivate. And there's lots of, again, lots of good ways to do that. But I can say that I think you're the master, you're the Yoda of that world, my mind. (laughs) Fun it is. (laughs) (laughs) Grateful I am. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today and exploring the world of communicating with somebody with ADHD. And also we landed in intuitive communication with ourselves and others. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Hey, if you haven't liked, subscribed or uh, left a review for our podcast, please do. We are supported by listeners like you and we would be really grateful for you to take the time to do that. And for those of you who have joined us in the social media conversation, Facebook, Instagram, there's other things going on besides just our podcast and conversations, little tips and tricks that are being dropped there daily. So find us, join those threads and be a part of the change that we're creating here at Clarity Cafe. So until next time, Enjoy your communication space and be well.